Hi, and welcome to Come Read With Me, Rev Chris. Chris and David are currently off recording season three. Until then, check back here each week to hear one of Chris's sermons from the archive. Enjoy. Welcome again. Um, when I was young, uh, my brother and I used to play rugby. My parents, my dad would take us down. It was kind of like a, a dad son thing. And uh, we'd play rugby and, um, you know, we played for a team that was okay. It was called Kettering Rugby Club. And Charles and I weren't particularly big. And uh, we tried our best and the team was okay. We kind of won as much as we lost. But one year when we were about 14 years of age, uh, a boy joined, his name was Stefan, I still remember. And he was huge. He was like a giant among men. He was kind of like a Jonah Loma figure. And, um, and basically, we just started winning every game. And uh, we would get the ball, throw it to Stefan, and he would just plow through all the team. And, uh, and he would score a try. And uh, for two years, we had this, this guy playing for us. And we ended up being kind of one of the best teams. And uh, we went to a, a national kind of competition. And, um, and uh, we got to the final, we did really well. And, and everyone knew, you know, Stefan got player of the year and, uh, and it was great having this huge, big guy on our team. Um, but we still were on the team. So we still did other things like, you know, we'd make a good tackle here and there or receive the ball and then pass it to Stefan <laughs> and, and just see him, you know, do work. But uh, we do our best as, as a team and, you know, when we, if we won a tournament, um, we would all get the medal. He was by far the best player, but we were all on the team together. Now, sometimes in our faith, we can slip into this thinking that we are, we are on Christ's team, that we take part in playing the game in which Jesus is the captain. We can make good plays with him and perhaps you know, pass him the ball, he is the best player on the team, yes, but we play too. But this is not the case. I want us to be clear. We are not playing on Jesus' team. All of us as humanity, we failed. Jesus did not play a team game, in a sense. He was a sole player. We don't help him get the victory. He did it all by himself. We don't help our salvation. He gives it to us. It was won by him and him alone. He was not like Stefan, being in a sense the best player on the team in which we all shared victory. We are not on his team. We are found in him. We don't each get our own medal. We get his medal because we are found in him. He stands alone, victorious. We are found in him and we share in his victory. The world will say that Jesus was a great player, perhaps even the best. Oh yes, you know, he's good. He's even great. And then they will subtly bring in saying things like, he was like a Stefan, he was a great player, he should be respected, but one of many. He was a player among players. Other faiths too will recognize Jesus and respect him. Islam recognizes Jesus as a prophet. Hindus will see Jesus as an avatar, a deity of God. Judaism will see him as a great teacher. Buddhists often say that he is like a, a kind of a, a, a Buddha figure, a nirvana reacher. All show respect to Jesus and point to his teachings. 
But what does Jesus say about himself? His claims about himself leave no question. He's often quite brutal and quite bold, and it's quite hard to read some of these things that he says about himself. In our passage today, Jesus says this, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Probably one of the, the, the best and the most well-known of his self-declarations is from John 14. I'm sure you'll know this if, you know, uh, if you've heard the Bible. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. A profound claim. Some other claims uh, you may know, and there's loads throughout the Bible and throughout Christ's teaching, is you know, I, am, I and the Father are one. Very difficult to understand. Before Abraham, I am, he said. We know that he forgives sins. He says, I forgive your sins. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He said, all the prophets and the law and the Psalms find satisfaction in me. He said that. John refers to him as the word made flesh. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. Let us be clear that our claim of Jesus is his own claim of himself, that he is Lord, that he alone defeated sin, the world, and the devil, that he is God, and in him we have the victory. We enter life and salvation through and in Jesus and him alone. Within scripture, we see the struggle that people had then, and we see the struggle that, you know, it's the same struggle that we have today. They, we hear things like, who is he? How does he speak with such authority? Wait, I need to eat his flesh? He is from Nazareth? What good comes out of Nazareth? He's Mary's son, right? We know Mary. He's the carpenter's boy, Joseph, down the road. He casts out demons. Oh, he casts out demons by the power of demons. I, okay, he's a prophet. He's a prophet. No, 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 he's Elijah. He's come again. He's Elijah come again. No, no, he's a great rabbi. He's a good teacher. We should listen to him. But the Pharisees, the Pharisees don't listen to him or respect him, and they know the scriptures. Surely we should listen to them. He doesn't obey the Sabbath. He said he would tear down this temple and raise it up. By what authority or right does he do these things? And even as far as on the cross, save yourself. Save yourself and we'll follow you. Come down from there. Prove to us who you are. Okay, show us a miracle. Show us a miracle. There was a lot of noise that surrounded Jesus. There's a lot of noise then and there's a lot of noise today. Each of us must be able to answer for ourselves, who is Jesus? And the way to do that is listen to what he said about himself. When you see God, you can't say, oh, I played well, I did what I did. You know, I, I, was, I tried to make this move and that move. I did pretty good stuff. 
All you can do is you say, I find myself in Christ. He has won the victory for me. I am baptised into him, into his death, into his resurrection. I'm not on his team, I'm in his body. Paul in Romans 6 makes it clear. Oh, don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? He goes on, you were baptised into his resurrection. He later says this, in the same way count yourselves as dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Our reading from 1 Peter. Now, Peter is a complicated figure. He gets some things terribly wrong. Jesus rebukes him as Satan. He denies Christ. He flees. But Jesus also declares Peter as the rock on which he will build his church. His faith does excel and become great. He is a leader among the disciples and becomes in the first the head of the Jerusalem council. He's a great figure. Peter could have, you know, been bold enough and to, to, to acknowledge that maybe he was getting himself to climb the ladder of holiness towards God by his own efforts. But Peter, again, is clear in what he says about Jesus. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep gone astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd, the overseer of us, of your souls. We are, you know, in our peace, I say, the peace of the Lord be with you, and we claim that peace, we say that Christ is our peace, he has reconciled us in his body on the cross. We have peace with God because of Christ on the cross. We are in his body. We share in his peace. It isn't one we've won ourselves, it's one that he has won. We have found in him. In your life and in this church, let us be clear. We follow Jesus Let us be confident in this. Let us not wield it like an arrogant tool in which we bash people around the head with and sit in some higher breed and look down at others and other faiths. That is not what Christ taught. But he did call us to be confident in him, to to know where we stand, to stand in his victory. We need to cut through the noise of the world and be confirmed in our conviction of who Jesus is who lived and died, who was raised again. In him is found the victory and in him alone. And then we, like Peter, says, we follow his example. We seek to live as he did, in love, in compassion, in service, in in, in sacrifice. When we are found in him, he is found in us through the work of the Spirit. The Spirit of Jesus working in our lives forms us in his image, We learn the subtle rhythms of grace in the world. We are open to the movement of God in the world. We are able to see and participate in it because we are in him. And we are members of his body in this earth. We are made more alive with Christ and the fruit of the spirit takes root in our lives and become evidence to those around us. Come again to Jesus. There's a scripture that's been going around my head for months um, And it's from Isaiah 26. Every time I start having an interior conversation or debate about something, something that robs my peace, tells me that I'm failing or makes me insecure, 
or tries to get me to prove myself or prove my worth. Maybe perhaps tell me I'm really good. Oh, look at this. Look how many likes you got on that. Oh, that was a good sermon, whatever. You know, or just as easy if I listen to those voices, I can then listen to the bad stuff. Oh, you're terrible. You do this, you do that. You know, if I'm back and forth like a kind of metronome, I stop and I just, this scripture, I I come back to the scripture and it bubbles up in me. Isaiah 26, it says this, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast upon you. Just come back to that. Just cuts through the noise and I come back to focusing on who Jesus was, that I'm found in him, that he tells me who I am, that my status before God is because of Jesus and I'm in his victory. And that confidence and that rootedness brings me life brings me a a stronger, more firm foundation in which I can work from. We have a unique claim as Christians, and it is wonderful and it is freeing to know that it doesn't rest upon you, it rests upon him. Christianity is not Christians, Christianity is Jesus. If you take Christ out of Christian, you're left with Ian. And Ian can't help you very much. (laughs) There's no Ian's here today. Um, Remember, the scripture says, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. That's the work of God. That's your task. What do you want me to do, God? What's the work you have for me in my life? Believe in the one he has sent. Believe in Jesus. Find yourself in him. Everything else comes secondary and it will come from that place. I know in my own life, I knew God really only when I knew Jesus. I believed in God. God was a distant figure or who I believed in. Do you believe in God? Yes, I believe in God. But it's like he was kind of Saturn or Pluto. I kind of believed he was up there somewhere, you know, big and powerful, but you know, up there. It was when I met Jesus that I knew God, that I found him and that I was found in him and I knew who I was. If you stop speaking, if you let the noise in, if you stop speaking to Jesus, you stop focusing on him, you can drift from God. You can. You can become cold and separate. You can go back to being this distant figure somewhere up there. You you may have some belief in God still, but you end up really not knowing him. And being known and knowing is key. Pilate stands in front of Jesus, stands in front of him and says, what is truth? I don't don't want us to be fooled. We can get to the place where we don't even recognise God, where we don't recognise truth. Because we've, we've all the world and the noise and, and there can be genuine, you know, I'm not saying your problems aren't big, they're true. There is truth in our worries in the world and in the pain and the struggle that we go through. There is pain and truth in that. But don't allow that to, to take you away from Jesus. Come back to him. See him as he is and as he says he is, as Lord and Saviour, as King, as Shepherd, Come back to him. Get the fog of the mess of the world, even of of somewhere church has hurt you or people, well-meaning people have hurt you. Take that away and get back 
to Jesus Christ. All of this only exists because of Jesus. And you know, the Anglican communion is not God. God is God. We just try our best to serve him and often we fail. But where you've been hurt or where you feel you're not sure, come back to the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus is what he says he is. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. You will find yourself in him. And if you find yourself in him, he will be found in you. And it is beautiful and wonderful. So come back to Christ. Know he loves you. Believe in him. Believe in who he says he is. Amen. Thank you.